Hi, my name is Jenny Kwong, host of ArtsLink on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary on Treaty 7 lands in Southern Alberta, Métis Region 3. Today, I have two interviews. One is with Mitchell Lukanath. He stars in The Boy from Oz, a musical being put on stage in January by Front Row Center players. Before that, I have an interview with J.D. Derbyshire, comedian and actor in a play called Certified as part of the 2020 High Performance Rodeo in Calgary. Okay, uh, so my name is Jenny Kwong for CJSW Radio at uh, in Calgary. And so uh, today we're with uh, J.D. Derbyshire with her play Certified. So uh, I guess uh, tell me what the play is about. Uh, the play uh, involves me turning the audience into a mental health review board, and they determine my sanity by the end of the play. And so what prompted you to put this play together? Um, I have uh, been inside uh, psychiatric systems, and then uh, fortunately I'm now outside of them and have always carried... Um, large questions around uh, who gets to decide what sanity and insanity is and who gets to decide what's crazy and what isn't crazy. And so I really wanted to uh, create a show that was interactive that got us questioning that, you know, that um, wasn't necessarily uh, pro or anti-psychiatry, but saw the limits of psychiatry and put the questions into people's own hands about how would you decide what, what is sanity and what is insanity? So I've been certified insane, um, I don't know, I think I say six times, six times in the show. And, uh, and I joke that they never uncertify you. They never certify you sane again. And so that's sort of what prompted the show. It's like, is that a permanent state once you're, once you're certified? Is it, you know, what, what is that like? And, and so there is no, definitive answer on that and I just love to create work that has people grappling and laughing and maybe even crying uh, over these uh, these bigger questions. And so uh, when did you start out as a comedian? Uh, I started doing stand I started doing improv theater in Calgary uh, many years ago, a couple decades, maybe three decades ago with Loose News Theater. And then we were doing an improv show in a bar and they needed MCs. And so the MCs were actually making more money than the improvisers. So I started writing stand-up. And then uh, stand-up sort of fueled my bad habit of playwriting for a number of years. And and then it sort of merged. In this play, it really merges. It's direct audience address. It loses, uses a lot of humor because I just love that connection that you have with an audience as a stand-up. And so at one point in your career, did you feel um, uh, ready to address mental illness in your work? Yeah, I, I, I was not ready to address it. And um, I actually, during the worst of it, um, wasn't able to work at all for four or five years and actually never wanted to write about it. Um, I write about a lot of different things, but there was a a disability arts festival in Calgary uh, stage left and they commissioned me to write about my experience. And so I wrote a play for them called funny in the head um, 
which uh, I think wasn't as uh, well-crafted as this one is, and I didn't have as much distance from the events. Um, so it, it was well-received, but after I'd done it for a couple of years, I was like, this story has changed, you know, how I think and move through the world has changed. So I decided that I would write a second one, and that and that became certified. So I guess that first commission was uh, probably 2010 or 11, I want to say. And then I sort of did the show maybe 20 or 30 times, put it to rest, and then I did the first version of Certified in 2016. And so how do you um, get to the point where you feel enough distance from your own personal experience to explore it in a more broader sense towards other people who may have similar experiences? Yeah, I think it's it's super important uh, for me. I can, I can only speak for me. I don't know what it's like for other people, but I can kind of tell that I have enough distance to begin to write about traumatic things when some humor is present. Um, it's not all funny. It's, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's not all funny, but it, it, um, that's kind of how I tell when I, when I can find a joke, then I go, okay, there's a little, there's a little bit of levity there. Maybe I'm beginning to be able to explore it. Um, and it's interesting to me, the two versions, funny in the head and certified, um, I can really see in certified how I had more freedom to, um, to not be as affected in the performance of the show. So I think it's different for everybody, but I mean, I wouldn't want to say you have to be six years out of trauma or, you know, I don't know what that number is, but for me, um, with this, with certified, I was able to write it, uh, and also more importantly, uh, perform it without being triggered inside the show. So, you know, everybody who, um, lives with trauma and lives with ideas of being triggered, uh, finds their own way through that. So I just, I just, I don't know what the magic number is, but it was, uh, uh, many years for me. Um, I guess the last time I was certified in same was twenty two oh six. So yeah, so that's almost fourteen years. <laughs> so yeah, took a while. <laughs> um. So at what point in your, I guess, uh, your experience with mental illness that you felt uh, you needed professional help with it? Um. Well, I. I didn't come to that decision on my own. I had a psychotic uh, episode that was brought on by um, uh, quitting alcohol. So I just kind of ended up in the system because, um, you know, my behavior was enough to draw the police to to a place uh, to come and get me. Um, I think with all different kinds, you know, I, I think one of the other reasons I wanted to do this show is... Um, there's all kinds of help and we, and none of it is, none of us can say what is right or wrong for anyone else. I think the most important part is that, you know, once I fell into the psychiatric system, I, I wasn't very uh, knowledgeable about what it was or even what the medications were, what the diagnoses were. And there was a lot of um, self-education and um, talking to other people and kind of figuring out, 
you know, empowering myself to be like, maybe I can't walk through life like everybody else does, but I can still figure out how to take care of myself and do these things. And some of that involved medication and for a while, and then some of it didn't. Um, I think the most important thing is that we just have to be self-aware, you know, when we, when we, when we need help, you know, um, to be able to ask for it, to be able to educate ourselves about what does that help mean? What can it look like? Talk about it, especially to each other, you know? So I didn't really make that decision. That decision was made for me. And so I guess, um, um, the play would be done at motel theater and it's a intimate space. So, um, what, I guess, uh, uh, what do you like about uh, these sort of smaller theater spaces for the play? Um, I really like to see everybody that I'm talking to. And this is a, a pretty intimate show. And um, because the audience votes on my sanity by the end of the show, um, and the, the, I do that by, you know, there's uh, cards that you're given a red, a green, and yellow. Red, if you think I'm still certifiably insane. Uh, green, if you think I'm sane again. And yellow, if you can't be certain. but suggest I proceed with caution. So I like to keep it small so that I can actually see all those cards. I really love uh, the stand-up feel. I like to be able to see everybody. Um, so it gives me that. It's, it's just, for me, uh, I guess it, 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 it like keeps the live in live theater, you know, when I can see the other live human beings out there. <laughs> it, it actually keeps me really grounded. It helps the show. So I just have a real preference to do it in small venues. And you're sort of inviting the audience to participate in the play. And so uh, what do you hope they will take away from it? Yeah, um, I think, like I said in the beginning, I, I want, I don't think that theater, good theater is not didactic. It, it doesn't, uh, I don't want the work I do to tell people what is right, and what is wrong, or this is the way to go, or this is not the way to go. I just want people to grapple with that idea of, um, that, you know, uh, your sanity is decided by outside people. And I think um, it's interesting to grapple with that and also to think about many people don't understand how the mental health system works, that if you're certified, you know, all your rights are taken away. You have to comply to your treatment. You don't have any say. Um, it's, a, it's education about what really happens inside the psychiatric system. and And I think yeah, that grappling, you know, that grappling, because I don't think it's a a solid state, you know, like you're either sane or you're insane. I think we probably all move through definitions. And, you know, honestly, I, I wish it was more about how can we each live with our own particular beautiful minds and figure out how to move through the world. So I, li- I like people, I like shows that where you walk away and you have things to think about. Um, for a while after, and I think that this show succeeds in that. And you performed it in Calgary before, so what will it be like to be part of the High Performance Rodeo? Yeah, so when I performed it in Calgary, it was just its second uh, run, so I like to do shows a lot, like like stand-up you do uh, many, 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 many times before you get it right, and I like to test my material that way too, so I premiered it in as part of a fringe uh, show in uh, Vancouver, and then Handsome Alice was um, 
gracious enough to give us a little limited run. I think we had four or five shows. So in between the fringe and that run, I did a lot of rewriting, a lot of, I brought a director on. Um, so the show really grew. And then from that time it's had, um, uh, shows in other festivals also just had a run at Touchstone Theater here in Vancouver where we did 17 shows in a row. So I'm really happy to be bringing it to the High Performance Rodeo. It's um, It's gone through many iterations. The writing is better. The performance is better. So I'm super excited to be part of it. Okay. Thank you. Thank, thank you very time. much, JD, for your uh, talk today. Yep. Thank you okay. for your time. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye. JD Derbyshire will perform in Certified from January 21st to the 25th at Motel Theatre as part of the 2020 High Performance Rodeo. For tickets and more information, visit hprodeo.ca. Now here's a song by OPEP, a band from Australia, with their song Trouble Now on their album Stadium Cake.
That was OPEP with their song Trouble Now from their album Stadium Cake. They performed in Calgary at the 2016 Calgary Folk Festival. Now here's an interview with Mitchell Lukanak, who stars in the musical The Boy from Oz by Front Row Center Players in Calgary. Hi,、uh, my name is Jenny Kwong with ArtsLink on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary. Today I'm with Mitchell Lukinuk from the play The Boy from Oz. So,、uh, welcome, Mitchell. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, and so first of all, tell me what the show is about.、Uh, well, the show itself centers around the life of、uh, a renowned Australian、uh, performer by the name of Peter Allen. He's a very eccentric performer and、uh, was seen. In Australia for quite some time and then toured the world and then was very, very popular、uh, in the United States.、Uh, and the show kind of takes you through his life.、Uh, you get to learn about、um, his life moving to America and、uh, falling in love with Liza Minnelli.、Um, you get to learn about the struggles of his life and then you get to also see the successes and failures that he gets to go through as well. And what about the role of Peter Allen and the story you were interested in?、Uh, the thing that really caught my attention was. He、uh, was just a little boy from a small town in Australia who had these massive dreams,、um, and he fought his way to the top.、Um, and like so many had to do、uh, back in the 70s, 70s and 80s,、um, his story will touch on how he had to、uh, be a closet homosexual,、um, and as well as、um, this story centers around、uh, the AIDS epidemic as well and how it affected so many lives. And I think that, that's such an important thing, especially now, to.、Uh, Pay tribute to you and to talk about. It is an important story that does need to be told on a consistent basis. And、uh, didn't you know much about the musical before you tried out for the role? I actually hadn't even heard the musical before、uh, the auditions came up.、Uh, a couple of my friends reached out to me and let me know that the role of Peter Allen was、uh, quite eccentric and very dance heavy and very、uh, singing heavy. So for me, it was、uh, something that caught my attention and I thought would be a really great way to get back into Calgary Theater. And so tell me、uh, about the audition. How did you prepare for it?、Uh, well, the audition happened pretty quickly.、Um, we、uh, were just asked to prepare a song、um, from the show and then a short monologue. So I spent、uh, a bunch of time just trying to learn the song on my own and then went into the audition and sang the song a couple times through the monologue and we worked together. And luckily enough, I was able to learn the role. And、um, how did the audition go? Well, initially, I thought the audition was,、uh, I didn't think I did very well.、Um, I kind of forgot some words in the middle of it, but、um, the director was really great and ran me through it a couple times, and it went better than I was expecting. The panel was incredibly warm and welcoming, and they worked really well, allowing me to be vulnerable. So、uh, it went better than I was expecting. And what did you put together for the audition?、Uh, we had to put together、uh, just a song. It was called、uh, The Boy Next Door. So it's the song that closes Act One. Uh, so, we had to prepare that song. And then there's a monologue in the middle of the show that they wanted us to prepare as well. All right. And so,、uh, what are you doing now to prepare for the role?、Uh, well, it is、uh, it's a, it's a quite an intense role.、Um, so, I basically will be on stage for almost the entire show.、Um, so, right now I'm working on conditioning. Making sure that I'm able to sing through the whole show、uh, while doing choreography. There is a lot of choreography in the show, and I'm in most of it. Um, and then I'm still taking vocal lessons with、uh, my incredible vocal instructor,、uh, making sure that I'm keeping my instrument healthy and that I have the longevity for the show. And then every single day I go through one or two songs and a couple of scenes just to make sure that I keep them fresh in my head because there is a lot of material to learn. 
And so tell me about the team members you're working with at Front Row Center Players. What yeah, we, who are uh, some of the right? key members of the artistic team? Uh, well, Conrad Bailau is um, our director, an incredible director. He works um, very uh, tirelessly on the show with us, bringing uh, new depths to the character, because the show itself doesn't really lend a lot to explain the, the intimacy and the uh, vulnerability of Peter Allen's life. So he's working incredibly with us on that. Um, Alexandra uh, Kalman, who is our music instructor, um, she's <laughs> unbelievable. She works incredibly well with us, and she also is somebody that's given us uh, a little bit of freedom to have some fun with the music. Uh, Alexa Elser, who is our choreographer, you actually could see her in The Louder We Get at Theater Calgary when it plays next year. Uh, and she's put together some very smart and some very intense choreography, as well as taught me how to tap dance for the first time. And then uh, Garrett Krause, who's our orchestra director, and he is making them uh, making that orchestra sound so incredibly beautiful. We even have an unbelievable sax player that's going to be uh, featured in the show. And so who are some of the cast members you are working with? Uh, well, the person that I get to work with the most on stage is Jessica Jones. So she's playing Liza Minnelli. Um, and then I also am working with a gentleman by the name of Harrison Bentley. He's playing Greg. Uh, Danielle Renton, who is playing Judy Garland, and she's phenomenal. And then um, Angela Woodard, who's actually playing my mom, Marion. And Angela's the only person that I've actually worked with in the past. Okay. And when do rehearsals start? Uh, they actually started back in mid-October, and we rehearsed three times a week, uh, right up until the show starts on January 17th. Okay. And uh, what got you interested in musical theater? Uh, well, I was interested in musicals as a little boy, watching things like The Wizard of Oz. Um, but ultimately, the thing that got me uh, most interested in musical theater was uh, High School Musical. Back when I saw it when I was uh, a teenager, it just kind of really sparked my interest in theater, and uh, I was obsessed with it. And in Calgary, um, the, they brought the High School Musical to the stage. And for me, that was my very first musical. I just knew I had to be a part of it, and I haven't looked back since. And can you tell me about other musicals you've been part of? Yeah, I've been a part of quite a few in Calgary. Um, a select few that I would talk about is uh, Next to Normal with Cappuccino Musical Theatre. This was just a couple of years ago. Um, I was in Rent. I played Angel, and that was with Cappuccino as well back in 2011. Uh, I was in Legally Blonde the Musical, uh, Dirty Dancing, and The Little Mermaid, just to name a few. All right. And what does it feel like to have the lead role in this show? Uh, well, this is my first true lead in the show, um, especially since the show does kind of center around the character that I am playing. Uh, and it's, uh, it's pretty intense. It's a lot of pressure, um, but it is an incredible opportunity. It's very challenging. I've been kind of away from the theater community for a couple of years now, and uh, I can't think of a better way to kind of um, jump back into things. And so how much did you know about the story of Peter Allen when you applied for the role? Uh, to be very honest, I had never even heard of him. Uh, somebody had just kind of explained the role to me um, and kind of let me know, you know, who Peter Allen was about his relationship with Liza Minnelli and Judy Carland, and then kind of explained um, what the role would be like, how it is just an eccentrically outgoing person um, who uh, really likes to sing and dance. And, I mean, it sounds exactly like who I am as a person, so I figured, <laughs> why not? And how do you bring emotional depth to characters based on real-life people? Uh, well, that's a bit of a, a tricky one. You have to put in as much research as you can on the on the character that you are playing, especially when they are real people. Um, trying to research their life, finding out the intricacies as to uh, 
um, what you know they've gone through, uh, their trials and tribulations, and then you try to find the relatability in that to your own life. And if you can find relatability into that, you can pull from your own experiences, which kind of gives it more of a um, a real feeling on stage. So you're able to connect to that character and pull from your own experiences. And uh, what experiences were those that you think you were benefited in this role for you? Well, I would say as, um, I mean, I'm very fortunate to be living in our century and, you know, being able to be an out and gay proud male. Um, but I did have to go through, you know, the process of coming out and hiding who I was for quite some time. And knowing that that was something that Peter Allen had to deal with on a regular basis is something that is intense uh, and something that I can pull from, thinking of heartbreak and how, you know, Peter Allen went through some massive heartbreaks in his times through friendships and through uh, personal intimate relationships. And I've gone through a couple of those as well, so I've been able to pull from my personal experiences to try to lend more depth to the character of Peter Allen. And um, talk a bit more about uh, in the 1980s that this uh, that this uh, uh, performance center is around. You mentioned uh, the AIDS epidemic. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so Peter Allen, at that time, uh, while he was. Um, in the midst of coming out, he was uh, in a relationship with a gentleman by the name of Greg. And um, Greg had AIDS, and Greg actually, unfortunately, passed. Um, and basically, <clears throat> during the AIDS epidemic, people were losing their friends every day. So this show does touch on that. Uh, it also touches on the importance of Judy Garland and Stonewall and how when Judy Garland passed away uh, that evening, the Stonewall riots started, which was um, kind of the first time that the LGBTQ uh, plus community really kind of fought back for themselves. So it is kind of important to touch on that story and, you know, remind everybody that uh, that history is there and it is incredibly important. We wouldn't be where we are if that never happened. Yeah, I'm seeing some of that history being told in literature. So it's good that it's being also being told on the stage as well. I completely agree. Okay. And so uh, where did you train as a performer? Um, well, I've done most of my training here in Calgary. Um, I haven't gone to any uh, like official school, um, but I have done a lot of um, training with a vocal instructor here. Her name is Tara LaBerge, and she's unbelievable. Completely changed my life, changed who I was as a singer and as a performer, um, taught me the ins and outs of my voice, how to use my instrument, how to take care of it. Um, so that, to me, has been unbelievably beneficial to my career. Uh, I bring uh, a lot of dance shows, and then um, I joined a dance theater company called Edge, uh, which was run by um, Jocelyn Hoover and Eden Hildebrand, and they kind of whipped my button to shape to uh, make me into the dancer that I am today, and then with the acting stuff, basically the acting training, I get uh, more on-the-spot training with just the directors that I've worked with. Okay, and how did the training help you with the, the Boy From Oz musical? Well, definitely with the vocals, um, it's helping me be able to sing properly. This show is um, quite intense for the role of Peter Allen. He has a lot. He sings in almost every song. He's in almost every dance. He's in almost every scene. Uh, so there's not a lot of time to rest. And the vocal training that I've received from Ms. Tara LaBerge has helped me find a way to keep the longevity in my voice while uh, singing properly with proper technique and to be able to carry through the show and to be able to sing through emotion, which I find is incredibly difficult. Uh, and then with the dance training, it's been able to help me pick up the choreography really fast, um, as well as learning how to tap dance basically for the first time. 
uh, my previous training is allowing that to be a little bit easier on me. And what do you think audience members would take away from this performance? Well, I definitely think for the younger audience, it'll give them a better understanding what life was like in the 70s and 80s, especially with touching on the AIDS epidemic and how things had kind of happened. Um, I think that it'll give uh, Calgary and our conservative community a little bit more of uh, uh, an eye-opening experience to what it's like for homosexuals to live in a repressed state. Um, But ultimately, I think that people will take away the feeling of, um, you know, relationships and love and how um, uh, love can mean so many different things, how it can mean intimacy, how it can mean friendships, and how, you know, how important love is to have in your life. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, Can you say your name just so I know how to pronounce it? Yeah, you did actually quite well. Uh, It's Mitchell Lukanak. Okay. Thank you very much again for your time today. Awesome. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That was my interview with Mitchell Lukanak, star of The Boy From Oz, a classic musical being put on by Front Row Center players in Calgary from January 17th to February 1st, 2020. Visit frontrowcenter.ca for tickets and more information. I am Jenny Kwong. Thanks for listening to ArtsLink this month. We at ArtsLink are getting ready for a new year of interviews and programming. Talk to you again in February.